Welcome to Ginspired, brought to you by theginshop.ca. This podcast will take you on a journey into the world of gin, where you'll experience this versatile spirit in ways you never thought possible. Now the host of Ginspired, Heather E. Wilson. Hello and welcome to Ginspired, where we talk about and celebrate everything about the wonderful juniper lace spirit called gin. And on today's episode, I welcome back my guest, Kate Dingwall, wine and spirits expert, journalist, and co-author with me of our cookbook, Ginspired, the ultimate gin cookbook. And we're going to talk about holiday gin, cocktails, and pretty much whatever takes our fancy today. Welcome back, Kate. Thanks so much, Heather. It's always good to chat with you, especially about gin. (laughs) Well, it is my favorite topic. (laughs) Okay, so First, as with all episodes, especially this time of year, let's start by sharing what we are drinking today. And Kate, you get to go first because you're my guest. What are you drinking? My friends Willibald out in Air, Ontario have released a gingerbread gin. So I've been a little bit obsessed. It has nice seasonal flavors, lots of baking spices and cold weather spices, a little bit of gingerbread, but not too overpowering and lots of gin. So I've been making mules out of it this week. Oh, sounds so lovely because that's pretty much, well, not that kind of gin, but um, it's pretty much what I'm making because I just got this epic gift from Fever Tree Canada and they gave me some really nice copper mule mugs that I love And of course, fever tree ginger beer. So, you know, I have to mix that with really yummy gin and a little dash of lime and boom, there you go. So yummy. And it's so easy. So easy. So easy. Especially right now when, you know, kind of running around with like a chicken with my head cut off, shipping books and doing this and that. And it's nice to just be able to make a quick cocktail that is super yummy. Yes. Okay. So today we are talking about the holidays and we're going to start with some holiday cocktails, gin holiday cocktails. So what would you recommend, you know, maybe three or four different ones for people who are looking to spice up their holidays with a gin cocktail? Well, Heather, it depends how dedicated you want to get. So if you're going easy, I love just like a last word, which is equal parts gin and chartreuse and a little bit of citrus and a little bit of maraschino. It's super delicious. It's really, really crowd friendly, even though it sounds very kind of high end cocktail. It's Mm -hmm. super, super easy to make. My mom loves it. Everyone I serve it to loves it. It's got that perfect balance of a little bit of kind of herbaceousness, but still has a lot of nice citrus and lots of gin. Mm. Chartreuse and maraschino are a little expensive to buy up front, but once you do it, you can make dozens and dozens and dozens of cocktails with just those two bottles. It's a really good hack to hand to have on hand during the holidays that makes you sound really fancy and like, you know, a lot about cocktails, but it doesn't require a lot of effort on your end. Right. And what kind of glass would I put that in? A little coupe glass. That's what I usually use. Our martini glass works perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. Just give it a good shake and pour it in and bada bing, bada boom. So that's my favorite like go-to holiday cocktail to make. I also love doing it, especially in this season where you want all those nice kind of cold flavors. I like doing a French 75, so gin and sugar and champagne. But mm. instead of champagne, I like using dry sparkling cider. Ooh, that's different. Mm-hmm. You can just pop a can. It tastes nice and like 
what you want in the holidays. It's got those nice holiday flavors, but it's still a little celebratory, which is just what we want with the New Year's coming up. Absolutely. All right. What else you got? (laughs) I also usually keep some things on hand to just kind of hack my normal cocktails. So things like you can buy a little bit of cardamom bitters and add them to a gin and tonic. And that just makes it it just spikes up your gin and tonic. It makes it a little more festive. Mm -hmm. You can get some cranberry syrups. I like making like a chai and apple syrup. (gasps) So you just get apple cider, put some tea bags in it, boil it for a little bit, add some turbo, add some brown sugar and you have a really nice syrup and you can just kind of pour it into easy cocktails, like an old fashioned you can even put like a little bit of maple syrup in an old fashioned, just make it, well, a gin old fashioned yes. to make it a little more festive. Wow. Yeah. Chai is, I mean, that's my go-to tea. So I'm sure it would be amazing in a gin cocktail. Exactly. I like that gingerbread gin in a little bit of a chai tea as well. I love those just easy hacks that you yeah. don't have to learn a whole cocktail. You can just get something like a spiced bitter or some apple cider and add it to the cocktails you already love. And it just makes them a little more seasonal. Absolutely. All right. That sounds yummy. Now, I do know that, you know, a lot of times people are driving or they just don't want to have the alcohol, but they love the gin taste. Are there any, you know, non-alcoholic gin cocktails or do you just make them the exact same way? So I like using Sobri, which is a Canadian non-alcoholic gin. It's fantastic. They sell it in little bottles too. So you don't have to commit to a huge bottle if you're just kind of curious about it. Mm-hmm. And I'll use that to just sub out in my regular gin cocktails. My boyfriend doesn't drink. So we always have a little bit on hand so we can make the same cocktail and he can still have fun without having to sip just water. Mm-hmm. It's also great if you're having a party and your friends are drinking a little bit too much. I'm not very big, so I can't have too many cocktails without really feeling it. So I'll kind of swap in between regular alcoholic cocktails and then non-alcoholic gin cocktails too. And do they taste good? Like, honestly, like, do they taste maybe not exactly like gin? Because obviously the alcohol is not there, but do they taste good? Like close I gotta to- say, wouldn't drink it in a martini. That's for sure. Nor would I drink it neat. Okay. But in stuff, it's okay. In stuff, it's great. Seed lip is really good too. They have a few different flavors now. Again, not something I would ever drink neat, but in a cocktail, it's great. It kind of gives you that like mouthfeel of spirits. It kind of has that structure of a spirit, but it just won't leave your head spinning. So Hmm. it's a nice alternative. Okay, good. All right. And since we're, you know, talking about gins in particular, holiday gin is definitely a thing now. You never heard about holiday gins, you know, years ago. So what makes a gin a holiday gin? I like that a lot of producers are really leaning into the season, like Willowball. They released it last year. It's this fantastic farm distillery out in Ontario, near Guelph, if Ontarians near listening, but it's near Guelph. They're fantastic. They kind of, it's completely farmed glass. They're really nice guys. They released this gingerbread gin last year and it sold out super, super quickly. It's so nice. It's got all those like warming chai and cinnamon and cloves, a little bit of that gingery notes in there. It's not too overpowering too. It doesn't taste like sweet or anything. It just adds a little bit of that festiveness to cocktails. Okay. There's one here, like in Halifax at Compass Distillery, I believe they call it a winter gin, not necessarily a holiday gin, but it's similar, I think, with the same kind of notes with a lot of cinnamon and cardamom and cloves and, you know, that 
kind of what we consider holiday spices, you know, and it's really good. So, yeah. Okay. Do you have any other holiday gins that you would recommend from anywhere in the world? Doesn't have to be Canada, but of course. I think that's probably my favorite. I also love a pink gin at that side of this time of the year with all those like nice bitter flavors. It's so nice and warming and it just kind of adds a little bit of oomph to it. Gin in general is such a nice spirit for the holidays, especially if you find one with lots of that piney notes. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have a gin that tastes like a Christmas tree this time of year. Yes. If ever there was a season made for gin, it would definitely be now. (laughs) For those who are on the fence about gin, this is the time to be drinking gin because of the piney, juniper, all those lovely notes. Oh, I'm ready to (laughs) go have another one. (laughs) Okay. So any fun stories, holiday stories you'd like to share? You know, we like to, uh, doesn't have to be gym related, but you know, we prefer that of course, but we like to keep our listeners entertained with some funny stories. Do you got one for me? (laughs) Yes. So (gasps) probably a few months ago, I taught my sister how to make a Negroni, (gasps) which obviously is very easy, three Mm -hmm. ingredients, So I taught her and she's like, wow, this is so easy. I can't believe it. And a few months later, I talked to her and I was like, how's the Negroni going? And she's like, I love it. I've been making them for every single one of my friends here. Let me make you one. And she trots over to her bar cart, starts Mm -hmm. kind of guts her rocks glass, gets her ice, grabs the sweet vermouth, the Campari, and gives it a swirl and hands it to me. And I was like, you forgot the gin. And she's like, what do you mean? Like there's gin. It's like, where there's no gin in a Negroni. (laughs) Oh gosh. Have you been going around serving people Negronis for the last six months with no gin? She's like, yes. Oh my God. Now we've now learned to add gin to our Negronis. It's a big step for us. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes. We should have almost a whole show just on Negronis and all the variations. I do love a Negroni. Yeah, I do too. And it's funny because I had one in an Italian restaurant the other day and it was really good. And it said it was made like the normal way, wasn't made differently, but it tasted completely different than say a Negroni that I make at home, which is pretty gin, Campari, sweet vermouth. Like it's not like I go out of my way to add fanciness to it, at least normally. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't figure out what they had done to it to make it taste so different. I still have no idea. So I'm going to have to go back and ask them. But uh, I'm curious because Negronis are pretty cut and dry. And it is pretty cut and dry. So I was like, well, here's a question. Is there more than one maker of Campari? No, right? Like there's just Campari. No. Campari. You can get different sweet vermouths or red vermouths though. Mm, maybe that was what it is. And I guess it can change drastically based on the gin as well. Right. Oh, here's another question since I have you here. Vermouth, it expires pretty quick, correct? You do have to keep it in the fridge. Right. How long will it last in the fridge? Go two months. You can probably go up to six months because it is technically fortified. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) Because those are really big bottles, right? And how it takes a little while to drink vermouth. And I always keep it in the fridge for sure. But I'm pretty sure on the bottle, it says something like three to five days or something like that. I'm like, what? There's no way they should be selling little tiny bottles if that's the case. (laughs) 
because I would go through it so fast. But I don't find the flavor has changed from, you know, week one to week three or four or five. So I was just wondering if maybe the flavor deteriorated or something over time. It stops losing its sharpness. It stops losing its shape. You lose all those wonderful kind of like beautifully integrated fruit notes. I wouldn't really keep it open after two months. No, after two months, no. But a couple of weeks is fine. A couple of weeks is totally fine. Okay, good. Because I was, I'm like, do I have to throw this stuff out? Because (laughs) I had bought it for Negronis. And then it said, you know, don't keep it for very long. And I'm like, what? I can't drink that many Negronis. I can't drink that many. And, you know, I have both sweet vermouth and I have dry vermouth for martinis. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm literally going to have to drink all day long every day in order to use all this stuff. (laughs) Which is not the case because I have work to do too. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But okay, cool. See, now there's informative information that we all needed to know. And actually, okay, same question, even though it's a completely different spirit beverage. Wine, how long does that stay good in the fridge? Not very long, right? Not very long. So wine, it depends on the producer and it depends on how it's made. So kind of big box wines, those will stay open like probably a good week. And those will not go bad because they do have a lot of preservatives and additives. If Mm. you're looking at smaller producers, kind of like, local producers or more kind of organic and biodynamic leaning or just producers who are really careful about what they put in their bottles. Those will go bad. I've had wines go bad after a couple hours, but most of the open for two days is a good kind of barometer. Okay. Well, I can't say I honestly ever have leftover wine, but I'm sure some people do. I was going to say, this is such a problem I have very frequently, but just yeah, I don't, I don't actually have that problem, but I have yeah. other people. Well, actually I was over at one of my friend's house last weekend and she had a bottle of white wine, half a bottle in her fridge. And she had told me she hadn't had a drink in two years. And I was like, well, what's with the wine in the fridge? Oh, well, that doesn't go bad. There's alcohol in it. I'm like, oh, that wine oh. is so bad. Just no. Don't touch that. <laughs> Don't touch it. So, okay, good. So people... Public service announcement. If you have wine that's more than two days in your fridge, you're going to have to use it for something else. Don't drink it. Cooking wine. (laughs) Cooking wine or I don't know. I don't even think I'd cook with it because your quality of your ingredients cooking is your, the taste of your cooking is from the quality of your ingredients. So if you put bad wine in your, it's going to taste bad. So I still wouldn't even do that. Yeah. I don't cook with wine. I wouldn't drink. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, any other tips or fun stories you'd like to share before we finish up here? I guess on the first sidebar on the wine topic, I have a really handy gadget called a Coravin because I do a lot of wine writing and wine tastings. It's this gadget that it's gas powered and it's a long metal rod that injects into your cork and it extracts one glass of wine from the bottle without ruining it. How is that possible? That is, I don't know exactly how it works, but it injects gas, extracts the wine and it stabilizes the wine. So it's not going to go bad. I think you still have, you have to drink it within a few months. Like once it has that tiny bit of air, it's going to start turning, but I love it because I can have a glass of wine without committing to a full bottle. Oh, everybody should be getting that for Christmas. <laughs> it's going to cost you a couple hundred bucks, but I probably save that much and not opening wine. I was going to say, I would totally have that because there's lots of times where I just want one glass and there's no one else who wants wine. And then I'm like, oh, well, I'm not opening a whole bottle just for me. 
and I don't want to drink tomorrow because I'm doing this. Exactly. Yeah, I get in the same predicament. Oh, I got to get one. Christmas list. It's exactly. going on. We'll send a nudge to your husband. Yes, absolutely. Oh, any other uh, cool Christmas gadgets we should be on the lookout for? That's a good question. I love a good cocktail glass. That's always something on my radar. I love a nice coupe, a nice crystal coupe. Those are always lovely. I like getting vintage ones too. They just have so much personality. I have quite a collection at this point. So I'm always keen on that. Decanters too. I like infusing my gins and my spirits. So having a decanter on hand is always lovely to do that. Awesome. Excellent. Yes, I have a couple of decanters. It is really hard finding a quality coupe glass (laughs) in Canada. I don't know. I'm or probably in Toronto. It's easy, but here it is definitely not easy. I love Cocktail Emporium. It's a Toronto store. I think they do ship across the Canada Canada and the US. They have fantastic glassware. Really, really, really cool selection of glassware. Okay, I'll have to check that. That's where I like getting a lot of my glasses from. They have like really nice, just standard classic coupes and they've got some really cool vintage ones. They've got some really fun, like funky new designer ones. You could spend money at that place. Oh gosh. Mm. (laughs) Uh, They sell fancy bitters too, correct? Oh, they have a wildly great collection of bitters. Okay, I will definitely have to go on there and do some shopping. Yeah. Hide your credit card before you do. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I have it saved on my computer to automatically fill in. <laughs> well, you're in store for some great cocktails then. Yes. Well, you know, absolutely. Well, we're building a new bar in our house, so we need nice. some glassware, you know, to make it look really nice, fancy. Yeah. All righty. Well, yeah, I won't keep you any longer. Thank you so much for all those really interesting tips. And now I know what I'm going to be doing this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Keep me updated on the results. I'm always, it's always a pleasure to chat with you. Absolutely. And there you have it. Some yummy holiday cocktails and gins to share with friends and loved ones. Some cool holiday tips on, you know, shopping and, you know, just some really fun stuff. Please do drink responsibly and never drink and drive. And thank you so much, Kate, for being here today. My pleasure, Heather. It's always an honor. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to Kate and the ginshop.ca for all your gin-tastic clothing and gin novelty needs. And until next time, remember, good friends offer advice, but real friends bring gin. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ginspired. Brought to you by theginshop.ca. If we've ginspired you, drop us a note, heather at theginshop.ca. We may even read your email or feature your ginspirational story in an upcoming episode. And remember to follow us on social media. Until next time, let the party be gin. <laughs>